0: As is well known by the people in Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation, I, Tony Katz, am a sucker for a Cameroon wrapper. That toothy wrapper, what actually makes it toothy? It's the idea that on a Cameroon wrapper, and yes, you're talking about Cameroon. Originally, uh, you're talking about a a wrapper that would come from Africa. Now you you can find some other places growing a Cameroon wrapper. It would almost have like pockets of oil, and they would create a certain texture. A certain feel and for me a certain flavor that I love. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy and fingers pulled out for us. The Aladino Cameroon Gordo. This mother is a six and a half by sixty, which means it's six and a half inches long. Always makes fingers malloy laugh. And the ring gauge is a 60, that's the diameter of the cigar or how thick it is around. Yeah. That's a chuckle. A 64 is a full one inch around. So this is a honker of a cigar. Way bigger than we normally go. Not necessarily the greatest in the mouth field. But Aladino from JRE Tobacco, I think is a great cigar. And the Cameroon, I am a sucker for.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like you said, this isn't typically the size that either one of us would gravitate to. Gravitate to. But man. It feels good in the hand, Tony. There's some half. It's beefy.
0: It's a baseball bat (laughs) in the hand. What are you talking about? Now, what's so interesting is that Aladino makes this Cameroon in a series of Vitolas or, or, or shapes, and they do make it as a Lancero. It's a much different cigar because that's a 38 ring gauge. Almost half of what it is we're smoking right now. And since flavor comes from wrapper, you have more wrapper to binder and filler, so you have a different ratio, you get a different feel for the cigar, which is kind of amazing. What also works in this is that you've got the Honduran Corojo in, I think it's the binder in this cigar here, and that's gonna be adding you know, Corojo wrappers were. Uh, it, it go to back to when it was Cuba and Cuba only. That's what they were using as, as, as wrapper. This has got itself. And the filler. This, well, no. For this cigar, it's the, it's the binder and the filler. I'm talking about when, oh. cu- when, it, when you had Cuba making the, the world of cigars. Mm-hmm. This Corojo was a big wrapper for them. Ah. And this got that spice. So you have this, this toothiness. And this almost meatiness of I, I would say of the of the of the Cameroon with some of that corojo, and what you have is just a connection and a flavor that's massive. I mean, right
1: off the bat, we're, we just lit this. We're in the first third, so nice even burn, and the obviously the the smoke coming off of this thing, tremendous amount of smoke. I'm
0: Four getting, fire engines have <laughs> shown up.
1: That's <laughs> how much smoke is coming off this thing. I you know you get that that spice, uh, getting a little bit of nuttiness and wood. Uh, what, what are you getting, Tony?
0: Right now, I've, we just lit it up, right? So we, we did a straight cut on this. There was no sense in a punch or a V cut. You want to open it up and really get what the blenders were trying to give uh, to you. And we're into the first third. So when you take a look at your cigar, break it up into thirds in your in your mind. First third, second third, final third. And then start writing down in your notebook... What kind of flavors you're getting from this? What did you eat today? What did you drink today? Write that down in your notebook as well because that's going to have a huge influence on how it is you feel about the cigar and what it is uh, that, that, you're, that you're tasting in the cigar. Right now, I, as, as we just start out, first, I, I, would, I would definitely say there's a little bit of wood going on there and there's a little bit of, of, of really lovely cream that's enveloped the tongue for me. And that's what I would expect. When I get those Cameroons, it's very often uh, the flavor that, that I, I go with. Now, if you're talking about Cameroon cigars that are out there, Arturo Fuente, uh, the 858, is a Cameroon. The Oliva, the, the uh, Series G, is, is a Cameroon. CAO also makes a Cameroon. You've got, uh, from Rocky Patel, the, the 2003 Vintage. So those are some of the same type of wrapper. This is Aladino from JRE uh, Tobacco, Justo Oroa, who... I love that dude. Absolutely yeah. love that dude. Great guy.
1: And we have had this. We actually got this stick at the Premium Cigar Association trade show back in July in Las Vegas. So it's been sitting in the humidor for a little while. Uh, it's, so far, it's, it's been a very pleasant smoking experience.
0: And, but remember, our so far, we've just started. We are not even in really into the first third of the smoke, and this cigar is going to change. Now, when you're dealing with a 60 ring gauge... It's one of those things where you gotta pace yourself a little bit more, because the mouthfeel can make the cigar exhausting. <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's not a joke. The size of it, how, how you're, 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 you're putting your mouth to it, 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 it changes the jaw, it changes the, the natural. It can actually become something that's problematic. You gotta slow down a bit, you gotta breathe a bit with the cigar. And you definitely, in my view, Want to lay this thing down in between your puffs. I mean, don't, you can hold it, of course, but you shouldn't. You know, we talk about a puff every 30 seconds. Dude, this thing is going to stay burning. Take your time with it.
1: Now, with a Gordo, you know, would you always go with the straight cut or would you think about doing a V-cut with this?
0: There's no reason for me to, to consider a V-cut with something like this. First, they built it this way for a reason, and you got to kind of respect the blender. Respect what it is they were going for. They wanted you to have this full-on experience. Now, admittedly, I cut shallow, right, when I do my straight cut, just as that cap. Remember, you're cutting the cap, you're, you're toasting it, lighting it from the foot. Just as that cap is starting to turn, right, it's starting to, if you will, flatten out for the full cigar, that's where I'm cutting. I like shallow so I can always cut a little bit more. You can't cut less. That's not uh, – just ask your moil. You cannot – You cannot cut once you've cut. You've cut. Uh, But no, there'd be no need for a V cut on this. Like, there'd be no need for a punch on this. You know how you take a, it makes like a little circle. Bloop. Bloop. What was that again? (laughs) Bloop. Like that. No, no, no. You want this thing to be open almost uh, to to full, right? And you want the experience that the blender intended.
1: Well, I was very anxious to try this because I am a big fan of the Aladino Cameroon Lancero. So I, I wanted to get an idea of how this would would play versus the Lancero. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this this plays out over, what do you think, an hour, hour and
0: 20 minutes? This cigar? Yeah. It's gonna take nine years. <laughs> this cigar is a gigantic cigar, the Aladino Cameroon from Justo Aroa. Uh, look, I think this is a 90 minute to two hour smoke. Okay. For sure. Uh, by the way, they don't actually call it a Lancero, they call it an Elegante. Ah. Let them. Uh, 38 by 7, it's still a, a Lancero. They also do it as a Lonsdale, which is 43 by 6, which is a really nice size mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to consider. Um, I think you're 90 minutes, two hours in, into the smoke, man. Yeah, I smoke I, too fast. You you re, you really, really do. Yeah. What's wrong with you? You look pensive. You're, are pensive. Are you I, in a mood? It's the holiday season. What we're that all, to do with we're all stressed
1: out. I'm worried about uh, uh, under-gifting. Oh, wasn't that the wasn't that the term we talked about a couple of weeks ago? Giving gifts to people and uh, being uh, you know uh, under gifting. Yeah, did you, I you, did
0: I tell you to, to forget those people? I should get those people. Didn't I say screw that?
1: Yeah, I think you, you did. You give a
0: gift that you give. If someone gives another gift, that's on them. What are you even caring? I'm stressed out. Really? I'm very stressed out. over Can the holidays. I say you do? I think I think you do. I think you need to relax. Okay, I'll relax. Do you need a foot rub, <laughs> because there's no one here who will give you a foot rub. But if you need one, you should go get oh, one. Oh, you haven't seen me turn on the charm before. Uh, I, I, I have. There's no one here to give you a foot rub. <laughs> the question is, Fingers Maloy, is this in your humidor, the Aladino Cameroon Gordo 6.5 by 60 for $10.50 a stick?
1: It's still too early to tell you, but I, I'm
0: thinking yes. <laughs> it is. Uh, we, we know the Aladino line. We know what the Cameroon has to offer. It is absolutely in my humidor. Put it into your Humidor, the Aladino Cameroon Gordo, six and a half by sixty. It's just lovely. The Christmas season, fingers Malloy. It is the most wonderful time of the year, is it not? Sure. This is the time of year where you 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 have gifts and family and and college football bowl games and you watch the Lions not go to the playoffs.
1: That's a little premature on your part. The Detroit Lions are going to the playoffs. They're going to the playoffs. Wild card, baby. They're going to win five out of the last six. See Mark that? It down. The
0: holidays bring hope <laughs> and sometimes delusion. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is Fingers Malloy. Don't forget that Let's Go Bourbon is available at Amazon.com. Makes a perfect Christmas gift. It is our first book, not our last book. Let's Go Bourbon, available at Amazon.com from Fingers Malloy and Tony Katz. Buy it. Give it a five-star review. Buy 100 for your friends. They'll appreciate you. Let's Go Bourbon at Amazon.com fingers uh, i don't celebrate christmas as as you well know mainly because the idea of putting up lights nah um uh, do do you uh do you have a lot of uh candies around do you have a lot of christmas candies that are around for the holidays
1: Uh, i actually i do there are a couple that are always around you know first of all one of the things that we like to do with the christmas tree is put candy canes on there so you got to have candy canes around the house is that right yes uh, you and the
0: Kinder would put on the the candy canes.
1: Yes, and the, sneak a couple. Yes, and then the uh, Elf on the Shelf would take them and uh, move them around and do all the things that the Elf. Yes, the on Jews the have shelf.
0: mensch on a bench.
1: <laughs> Look at you! Look at you! Uh, what I'm what not did the proud mensch, of it. What did the mensch on the
0: bench do with the candy canes? Um, uh, honestly, I was going to tell a joke, and I'm like, I don't know how everyone was going <laughs> to take it. I literally held in a joke, guys. Find me later, and I'll tell you what I was going to say. But so candy canes were the big candy. Yeah, candy canes and cherry
1: cordials are the other ones that are, are you know, cuz it's if you go to the grocery store in December, it's raining cherry cordials. They're everywhere. Is that right? Yeah, you can't avoid them.
0: According to this list from the takeout.com, the cherry cordial is the third most hated Christmas candy in America. <laughs> so well, it's it's just it's filled with cherry like goo or like mm-hmm. an actual cherry. And in cherry an actual cherry? Yes. The
1: good ones are. Yes. There's a big cherry and then the the, the cherry goo. The good ones yeah, are? The good ones. Not the, the, the dime store uh, cherry cordials.
0: By the way, I'm pretty sure they only sell cherry goo at the Hustler store. I'm pretty... Was I'm that pre- the joke you were saving no, for the bench on the Bench? No, no, no. That one's better. <laughs> that, one's, that one's much better. And oddly enough, more inappropriate. That's why I held up. i do it for you. This is a family show. It's true. We're talking about cigars and bourbon. Here's the list... Of the worst Christmas candies. And so, fingers, I'm going to rely on you. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Christmas. I love going to people's homes for Christmas. I, I, it's, it's all fantastic and wonderful. Eggnog is great.
1: I, I appreciate you going to me as the sorcerer because, you know, people around the country, they call me Johnny Christmas. <laughs>
0: is that what they call <laughs> That's you? That's what they call me. Number 10 on the list is the chocolate orange. Terrible. Is it absolutely? Well, this is just, chocolate and orange is a great combo. See,
1: and that's where we differ. I think chocolate and orange goes together like nuts and gum. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have no interest in that at all. You don't like
0: citrus all. and
1: not really. And then if especially the uh, the chocolate orange, I believe. Well, no, it doesn't. I thought it had orange goo no, with the orange. No,
0: it's like a dried orange. And 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 that's it. I, I thought it was. I thought it'd be a lovely combination. But you're telling me it's Drek. So, well, uh, maybe we'll have to try it. Challenge you know, accepted.
1: We 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 will bring in some of these uh, Christmas candies uh, next week, and uh, we'll we'll give that a try if we can find it. Although no. I'm 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 assuming it's raining chocolate oranges everywhere.
0: Number nine is peppermint bark, but anything bark has got to be bad.
1: Oh, see, peppermint barks good. Is yeah, that's good stuff. I, it, so much of this uh, season's dominated by peppermint. And oh, by the way, tried the Wendy's peppermint frosty. Can you hear a French uh, French chef's kiss? A French kiss?
0: <laughs> oh, oh, who did you go to get the frosty with? <laughs>
1: Have you had the Oh, frosty? that's
0: really good. Can we stop for a moment? <laughs> he was going to do chef's kiss. Like, it was great, you know, and you put your hand and you you pull it, like yeah, that, like yeah. that. And then he said French kiss. Yeah. Like, somehow he's still in seventh grade. <laughs> and he just met Lucy Tomlinson under the bleachers. By the way, her name is Lucy Tomlinson. Yeah. I've got a whole backstory on her.
1: Wow. From Hickey Town, <laughs> USA.
0: <laughs> Eaton Town. I grew up near
1: Eaton Town. I said Hickey Town.
0: Oh, I thought you said Eaton Town.
1: Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I the peppermint bark is yeah. good stuff. But the, the peppermint, the peppermint frosty at Wendy's have you have you had it yet? No, not yet. Oh, you got to get it, and you got to get the fries and for the dipping.
0: Number eight on this list is ribbon candy. I don't even know what that is. You
1: go to number seven, peeps. I didn't even know there were Christmas peeps.
0: Yes, but it's a, it is agreed that it is the worst candy. I would agree I don't with get that. It. I would agree with that. And the people that
1: there are so many people that like them stale. They open up the package and just let it. Ruminate, the the, the the air hit the the peeps and the whole. These room's are the same the people
0: who think that Taco Bell is gourmet Mexican. Yes. Okay, making sure. Old fashioned hard candy mix. What is what is an old fashioned hard candy, like sour balls and stuff uh, it's, like that? It's
1: it's peppermint hard candy mixed with uh you know they also have the chalky kind of mints that you you bite into. Uh, it's it's a whole
0: scene. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, non peppermint candy canes. All right, I'm out. What is that? That's I've never heard of that. Oh yeah, the fruit flavor, different flavor. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you'll see,
1: and you'll see ridiculous flavors like root beer flavored candy. I'm sorry, cane. what? Root beer.
0: One more time. Root beer. You mean root beer?
1: Root beer. Root beer. Root beer. Root
0: beer. <laughs> root
1: beer? <laughs> it's my favorite pop.
0: <laughs> I did not know that they made candy canes not peppermint. Oh yes. Oh, uh, that's that's, that's wrong. Here's what I've never heard of. LifeSavers storybooks. Mm. Um You've never you never seen a Lifesaver's storybook? It, it turns out I have not. It's a book. I'm gonna punch you so help me God. <laughs> I'm gonna Life reach over the table.
1: With a story about how you visit your family uh, one time a year during the holidays and they proceed to tell you how much you've disappointed them.
0: It's got a Christmas story in the book. Yeah, I just told you the Christmas story. <laughs> This is
1: That's why people don't like it.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that got made. Cherry cordials, as I said, is number three. Reindeer corn. Yes. Is that different than candy corn? Yes,
1: it's very good. How is it different? Um well, at least the reindeer corn that I remember, there was a little bit of a peppermint flavor to it. So pepperminty kind of candy corn. Uh,
0: um but if you like candy corn, I think you're fine with it. I think you just think it's solid. Do you and, do you not do you not like candy nah, corn? No, I'm not a guy. I'm not a candy corn guy. Mm. Something about the texture and the flavor It's chalky Right, both the texture and the flavor (laughs) Usually I can handle one or the other But you can be both And I I gotta go And number one The most despised The most hated Christmas candy in America Christmas nougat candy Which is interesting Because in the main I'm pro-nougat Me too
1: In fact, that's my middle name Fingers Tiberius Nougat Malloy. That's, oh, look at that. that's that's my name. I've never had this before. Have you? Neither. I've never seen it.
0: I, I can picture it. It kind of it kind of reminds me of what fruit cake would look like Ugh. if it was a small. Have you ever have you had the fruit cake?
1: When I was in high school, our our high school band every year that was our holiday fundraiser. We sold fruit cake. Really? Yeah, a, a big seller. Let me tell did, you.
0: And did you did you eat the fruit cake? Yes. That Did Mother cake, Malloy
1: like the fruitcake? Mother Malloy uh, liked it because I sold it.
0: Oh. Yeah. But oh. I'm, not a, I'm not a big
1: fruitcake guy. Are you?
0: No. I think maybe I've had it once. Maybe. And once was, was enough. You know why it's, it's not good? Not enough nougat. That's true. You, you, sir, you are a chef. Nothing says Thanksgiving or the holidays because we're past Thanksgiving now. Like coming home and being with family and, of course, bringing your cat. Huh? In your luggage. What? Zipped. Checked. With the toiletries? With the cat. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. This is the story from the people at Eyewitness News. <laughs> is that how you say it?
1: Sure. Nothing gets by Eyewitness News at 5.
0: I don't know 6, that. 7, and 11. <laughs> Eyewitness News. The cat was discovered inside a zipped checked bag by TSA screeners at the JFK airport. The cat, which is named Smells, <laughs> as in you're killing me, Smells, snuck into a suitcase as someone in the house was flying to Orlando. No, I don't believe that for a second. No, of course not. No way. The cat snuck into the suitcase, and you didn't notice as you were leaving? No. Did they live alone? Did you leave out food for the cat? (laughs) And did you notice that maybe the cat was nowhere underfoot, tripping you up?
1: I want to believe this story. I want to believe it. I I don't want to believe we live in a society where someone would think to themselves, you know, I want to take the cat. But it's really hard to get one uh, to fly along with me in a crate. I just th- throw it in the suitcase. Throw it in the check bag. I, I, but there's no way. that you, How could you pack a bag and not know there's a cat in there?
0: Yeah, so there's a photo of the uh, x-ray of it. And I got to admit, <laughs> it looks like when you find fossils in the mud. Look how creepy that is. Yeah. Is that world-class creepy?
1: It is it is creepy, and we'll get this over on uh, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com for everyone to take a look at it. Uh, it. It does look like that they were on some sort of expedition, and they stuffed something in the bag. Who would think that when you're screening a bag, you're a TSA employee, I wonder if they cover uh, finding cats in bags in the training. The one if it's somewhere in the manual where it, it – I, I just this this can't be real this, this it can't,
0: it, it, here's the question did the cat was the cat allowed to proceed or did they have to go home it goes through the x-ray TS agent uh, finds it um, the traveler saying it belonged to someone they live with but didn't elaborate on how it ended up in the bag cat wasn't hurt the question is did the cat was the did they then travel with the cat? Did they like like you know if you take a knife through a uh, checkpoint and they're like hey you've got a knife in your bag You're like oh I can't believe I forgot you have a way of mailing it back to yourself right can you mail the cat that's a good question uh, my other question is well what if the cat were under
1: three and a half ounces <laughs> <laughs> could you could you pack it in the carry on no but I I this is where I have to take issue with uh, eyewitness news they they didn't get to the the rest, they didn't give me the rest of the story. Yeah. I need to know. They've got a picture of the cat sitting in front of a Thanksgiving dinner, uh, a nice plate with turkey and stuffing and a glass of wine. But whose house is this?
0: You know, there are people who do that with their pets. The pet gets to sit at the table. You know, I don't think that's okay, right?
1: Uh, I would hope that you wouldn't think it's okay. I, I did see, so. I've been falling into an Instagram rabbit hole lately of, of people cooking, and because uh, I'm looking, always looking for different recipes and stuff, especially if you're trying to do low carb. And this woman was making uh, a buffalo chicken dip, and so she's she's messing around with the, uh, the dip, and all of a sudden, the cat jumps on the counter and puts its face near the dish, and she, Shoes the cat away And then proceeds to touch the chicken again And at that point It reminded me why
0: I never eat at anyone's house Right That is gross That is gross But people like they're very of course you know Strange about their own pets Their pets are people And uh, anything their pet does is totally fine Right? They want to tell you about what their pet is doing. They're recording what their pet is It's It's, it's all about, oh, did you see what Mr. Whiskers did? Mr. Whiskers? I assume it's, we're going it's, it's
1: Mr. Whiskers. I like Mr. Whiskers better than Smells.
0: Yeah, Smells is a dumb name. We can all agree. <laughs> 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 smells the cat. On a scale of one to dumb. <laughs> that's a dumb
1: name. So we did a story a couple of weeks ago where a, a, a person tried to smuggle a gun in a stuffed in a raw chicken. You remember this, Tony? So, yeah. uh, what are you more appalled <laughs> over? Uh, someone packing a cat into a suitcase or someone smuggling a raw chicken onto the, forget the gun, this, where, where, the, this the raw is, chicken.
0: This is not even a debate. Raw chicken. <laughs> someone brought a whole raw chicken onto a plane in a plastic bag, not a Ziploc, not in some container. Raw chicken, open bag. I believe that's a jailable offense. Well, yes. That's criminal. You're giving everybody salmonella without the gun. Oh, that's right. They had a gun. Yeah, don't <laughs> right. keep the gun, leave the chicken. That's that, that's the original line in Goodfellas, by the way. The, oh, raw chicken is far more disgusting. because your cat. I mean, people travel with animals all the time.
1: Yes, usually in a in a crate, or you know, you got the uh, what the emotional support animals, is that right. what they call them, the, you know, they bring on the plane and that that's one thing. Did
0: you see the video of the people who let their kid, like, jump up and down on the tray table? No. Their kid is standing on the tray table, jumping up and down, so of course there's someone in front of them, right? The tray table's on the back of the seat, and the seat is rocking back and forth and this guy is sitting there, he's getting rocked back and forth, and they're letting their kid, people who don't know how how to act on a plane, that is the bane of my existence. I, I just don't understand. I look I have two Floggings kids Floggings
1: in the public square. I have two kids and I don't know I, I'm sure you probably are like minded when it comes to this. When I would take the two kids out to eat when they were when they were small, if one was acting up and, and and just would not calm down, that's when I would leave. You take the kid, ask for the check, box all the food up and you get out. I don't want to irritate Everyone around me because my kid is acting up. I can't imagine. Imagine if you were in, you fly first class. (laughs) Yes. Imagine if the person. sitting. Not anymore. Have you seen prices? Oh, yeah, there's that. But can you imagine sitting in first class and the person behind you has a kid jumping up and down on on the tray,
0: uh, the seat? I think part of the problem is that everyone thinks their kid is special and I'm positive your kid is not special. (laughs) I have done a a, a we we've, we've done studies at the Fingers Leroy Institute for That's Institutes true. which received I believe a government grant a 1 million dollar grant and uh, we determined that your kid and by the way if you're asking wait do I mean your kid yes <laughs> your kid is not special in any way shape or form
1: but can you imagine the, the parents sitting there oh look at look at our little Timmy isn't it cute how he's jumping up on down on the, the tray uh his nickname smells by the way right uh, it's it just isn't this wonderful i how that adult in that chair didn't turn around and go nuclear, it's, it's amazing.
0: People lose all sense of their, of their decency. They lose all sense of their rationality. And I don't know what it is that causes it. What in them? Like when you see videos of people snapping on a plane and they're screaming, we've been flying for 20 hours, we're just tired. You can almost the fact that they're wrong, right? And they gotta be removed from the plane, they're super tired, they're not totally in connection with themselves. Your kids bouncing on a, on, on a tray table, it doesn't matter how tired you are, you know that's not right. You're fully aware of the thing and you can't allow it to happen. I want to know where the flight attendant was to put an end to this. And flight attendants may not think it's their job. It has to be your job. Because if it's not your job, we now live in vigilante justice. (laughs) It's two men enter, one man leave. So
1: how do you handle it? Not as the parent, as the passenger in the seat in front of little Timmy jumping up and down the train. How do you handle that as a Your child
0: has to stop jumping up and down. No, they don't. You tell the pilot to land the plane in the closest airport. You arrest them. The child then goes into some kind of other social services, and you brand the parent with some scarlet F, or whatever letter you decide to go with. So everybody knows, don't trust them. And do you Like, like I want public, public
1: humiliation. As the the passengers leave, the parent and the children, there's someone ringing a bell going, shame.
0: Yes, (laughs) like it's Cersei walking through the streets of King's Landing, absolutely true. By the way, I sound like somebody who's overtired and just wants to be done with all the madness. No, you have to make an example have to make an example
1: that's all there is to it our new book let's go bourbon the bourbon reader you've always needed is now available on amazon.com and our website eatdrinksmokeshow.com pick up a copy
0: today you know you gotta have a lot of faith in a partner it's it's important for any relationship to work you got to have faith that your partner has your best interests at heart, and you've got their best interests at heart, and that's how you build a winning team. And I'm not talking about a spouse here. I'm talking about my radio partner, Fingers Malloy, who said, hey, how about bourbon finished in a red wine cask? I mean, you're asking a lot of me, Fingers. You like red wine. I do. You love red wine. I do, actually. Your middle name is red wine. It is not. It's eat, drink smoke. That's not my middle name either. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy from the people at Basil Hayden. Basil Hayden red wine cask finish bourbon. High rye on the mash bill, but finished in California red wine casks coming in at 40% alcohol by volume or 80 proof really at the bottom of where you can be and still be bourbon. Dude, are we getting into the sticky stick here?
1: Well, I mean, just a few months ago, we did uh, a bourbon aged in stout barrel. or what Yeah, was it? It,
0: was, it was the Kentucky bourbon stout yeah. from Bardstown. Yeah. You're absolutely
1: right. And now we're, we're- Doing this, look, you're just seeing distilleries branch out and trying new things. What's wrong with trying new things, Tony?
0: I don't know if there's anything wrong with trying new things. I mean, this is a 10-year bourbon finished in red wine casks. It's just not two types of flavors that I would really have ever put together.
1: I listen, I'm I'm really gonna lean on you for this because I'm not a red wine guy. I'm not a wine guy in general. So, you're going to be able. to... What if to, it comes out of a box? Oh, I mean, listen, a box in your freezer. <laughs> in your freezer? Sure, why not? Do you stick
0: a twig a in there big, so it's a giant? Big, it's a giant popsicle. Well, yeah, a
1: wine Slurpee. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to rely on you to tell me whether or not you're really getting the the some red wine notes in it.
0: Well, first, taking a look at this, and, and by the way, it's Basil Hayden, and I'm absolutely always willing to give them the benefit of, of, of the doubt. And considering what they do, for example, with the Dark Rye, which I absolutely, absolutely love and adore, the Basil Hayden Dark Rye, to me, is some of the most underrated stuff out there. This, from the eighth-generation master distiller, Freddie No, is where this comes from. First, in terms of the look, I almost want to think my eyes are playing tricks on me to question whether or not this has got a reddish hue to it, but let's just say that it does. For the sake of the conversation, it's a little more red than it is copper in the look as we have it in the Glencairn glass, which is that oddly shaped glass that bows out and comes in, really concentrates uh, the, 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 the nose for you, can kind of move it around. It's a pretty color, and that nose itself... I mean that's that's fruity stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it's sweet on the nose, but this is another one where at least for me, I got to really get my nose in there to, to get but it's
0: it, that nose is 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 appealing. Yes. You you've got some 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 dark fruit in there. You've got definitely oak going on in there. There's a slight touch of the ethanol, that alcohol kind of feel going on underneath it all. That's but, a pretty, pretty nose, dude. That is not, that is not a turnoff. It's not an overly sweet nose, which no. maybe you would expect. You get a little more oak than I think you'd realize.
1: Are you getting any bit of rye spice? Being that it, there is more...
0: I mean, it is a high rye mash as, as we know it, uh, as described. But no, I'm not particularly. Yeah. I can't say that I do. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely feeling the oak. I'm definitely feeling those, those darker fruits, almost almost like a cherry.
1: But would you get any kind of red wine off of this?
0: Not, not particularly or not particularly not. I think I think that I could fool myself yeah. right through the power of suggestion to say, oh, yes, yes, there's plenty of red, red wine with this. Now, Fingers Malloy. the only question left to be asked is, are you ready for this? Good Lord, I've been ready for this all week. It is the Basil Hayden Red Wine Cask Finish. 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof, fingers maloy, doing the Kentucky Chew. That's where you move it around the palate, move it around the mouth, really setting those taste buds. Sometimes you want to do a second sip to figure out what the flavors are as you kind of set the mouth right, but you seem perplexed,
1: vexed. Uh, it's nice. Very little sting on the tongue, of course, uh, you know, at 80 proof. Not exactly... Uh, burning up the chest as it goes down for me there's no real warmth in the chest nice little sting on the tongue cherry yeah.
0: um,
1: cherry oak and uh, a little bit of, of spice for me uh, it's very enjoyable I'm, I'm gonna I, I, but again the wine thing that's something that does it I feel I, well, I, I claim I no play.
0: expertise it's just I happen to have just a, a modicum of culture oh look at you fingers boy mm-hmm. I come from a long family of people who didn't finish their uh, wine. Here, d- here you go. I'm doing. Do you put it your right wine now. in the freezer, though. The Basil Hayden, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I knew, that, I knew that one wasn't correct. <laughs> the Basil Hayden red wine cask finish to your health, fingers malloy to my health, fingers malloy. He's going in. He is doing the Chattanooga chomp. Okay, first things first. That's outrageously thin. Like the actual feel of it. Was was very very thin to me, but it, it really. Does, first of all, there's no burn. I mean, you don't even know you drank anything, right? right? There's no burn in uh, going down. No burn in the chest at all. Maybe if I just let it wait and wait, there'll be a, a slight warming, the center chest. It actually presents really well. Um, it pre- it doesn't present wine. It pres- it presents desserty. Right. So there's a little bit of vanilla going on. There's a little bit of that fruit that's going on. And, and it goes from kind of that darker fruit uh, on the on the nose to a little more of, of orchard fruits uh, happening almost to a to a to an extent uh, floral. Um, but the oak is there. Mm-hmm. And so you've got the you've got oak, you've got vanilla and you've got fruit. You've, you've got all the prerequisites to have an enjoyable bourbon. And I think that's what you have here. I think you've got. You want to talk about something for the table? Absolutely. It 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 doesn't have a depth uh, that I would personally prefer in 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 a couple of the areas. But it's my my most my biggest issue with it is that it's thin.
1: Do you think that because it's a red wine cask finish that because it has red wine on there, you may be able to bring in some wine drinkers who aren't. Bourbon drinkers, like if you brought it to a table, it, it, it maybe they would be more willing to try it. Maybe it would open some doors into the bourbon world for it, so wine drinkers. If, if
0: you want to argue that that's the purpose to try and engage some outreach, I can't imagine that 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 this is the one, um, or, or that. And it's not. This is not about Basil Hayden. Just in terms of an idea, but as a bourbon itself. If you told me it wasn't finished in a red wine cask, I'd be like, that's that's presenting some nice flavor yeah. right there. The question is, Fingers, is it in your liquor cabinet at $60 a bottle? Uh, I don't think so. It's,
1: if you would have said 40 m- maybe 60 I, I just think there's other juice out there. But I would definitely recommend people try it at their favorite lounge.
0: So I would say in my liquor cabinet, no, but as a gift yeah yeah because it'll work for the table and it'll play a couple ways and people think it's interesting and then it'll slowly you'll slowly drink it over time right we've tried other what we will call shtick kind of things that didn't work this works as a bourbon this works to me just a little thin the basil Hayden red wine cask finish check it out for yourself it's the season for giving so I guess you might as well give a transplant you know may we have your liver I don't think you can do that. That's uh that's Monty Python. Oh. May we have you little? I missed that one. You did? Yeah. Meaning of life. You need to watch it. Right now. I'll wait. <laughs> it's Eat, drink smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy. The story comes out of James Beam. Where Fred No. Jim Beam. James Beam. Fred No developed a blood sugar issue as reported by Fox 56 out in Lexington and type 2 diabetes taking a toll on his kidney. He was looking to figure out how you can gauge a a transplant. Um, And they were like, all right, the check with the doctor, like, yep, you're going to need this. And they started looking for a, a, a donor. Next thing you know, a plant coordinator at Beam Distilleries found out he needed a new kidney, and she's like, oh, yeah, take one of mine. Fingers Malloy won't lend me five bucks. Uh, and here is this woman like, you can have my kidney. If I remember right, you asked me for $5 and a kidney. No, no. no. I I, I said $5 or a kidney. Oh. So my you wouldn't
1: he- give me the kidney. My, my hearing isn't all that great.
0: So... She's like, uh, you should take my kidney. What blood type are you? What blood type are you? He finally tells her, and she's like, "Uh, we're the same blood type. Let's start working this." Next thing you know, they're getting themselves prepped. She gives him uh, the 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 kidney, and they're both like leading this good life. They did this oddly enough, and I'm not sure how this happened in the UK through the UK transplants. Uh, group. UK I mean, Transplant Center. How did that happen? I'm
1: guessing it's University of Kentucky.
0: Ah, oh, I said UK. Of course it's University of Kentucky. I see UK and I'm immediately United Kingdom. Of course, yes. Oh my gosh, how silly of me. So now they're engaging a sweepstakes and the proceeds benefit the transplant center. The bottles in the event, which is called Second Chance Batch, which is pretty great selected from the first Booker's single barrel bourbon release. So right now, the sweepstakes is happening, and you can go to go.rallyup.com go.rallyup r-a-l-l-y-u-p dot com and then it's the UK Transplant Sweeps. We will put this up at eDrinkSmokeShow.com dot com. Um, That's quite amazing. Just the idea of people who are willing to give their organs to others who aren't family, that is really something else.
1: Yeah, and you know, they call me Johnny Good News for a reason here Uh, at Eat, Drink, Smoke, because we do News of the Week, and so much of the news has has not been all that great in the last 10 months to a year, to a year and a half, Uh, the last two years, the news hasn't been great. So when you see stories like this it's just it's like oh it's just so nice to see a story of of someone sacrificing and saving uh the life of a of, of a friend and really i mean what a sacrifice giving up an, an organ uh it's just it's just a wonderful story and uh, it, w- what a great cause
0: so i i want you to know um 200 entries is a hundred dollars and i am buying 200 entries Absolutely, going to be uh, supportive. I think. I think it's a it's a super cool story. I think that it's it is lovely to see people doing people doing these things. But you hear about these things all the time. Sometimes in the most almost clandestine ways. If people are doing things, and they're not looking for credit. They're not looking for awards. They're not looking for anything. Other than to do some good. Yeah. And when people hear about people doing good, they want to get involved. I've talked to you about this before. I don't remember we've done it on the show before. We've done it off the air. Every time there's some kind of tragedy, every time there's some kind of thing, people are like, well, let's set up a GoFundMe. And the answer is always give some dollars. And it it confuses me. Why on everything is the answer, send somebody 20 bucks? And the, the real answer is... Because if it's something that's truly good, you want to be connected with it. You want to feel good, too. People are desperate to feel something other than what very often gets shoved down their throat in in, in a social media world or in the insanity. So anything they can do to feel connected to the good thing, they, they want to do. They want to feel that good. And so... Sometimes it's still flabbergast me. Pe- people will give. They are desperate to have that connection.
1: Yeah, and to be able to do this over social media, I mean, we're talking about a story in Kentucky. We're here in Indiana. Uh, this uh, this is available to people Can can buy this nationwide, get in, in, involved, and, uh, you know, again, like I said, times are, are so, these are troubling times we're in right now, and people want to do good. People want to help. And uh, this is just a wonderful cause.
0: So, so here's the question: what, what what will you donate right now to somebody in Eat Drink Smoke Nation? What part of you are you willing to give up, fingers I, right now for Eat Drink Smoke Nation? My soul, Tony. Oh, I was gonna say my heart. So we were both <laughs> we were both in the totally. <laughs> let's just be uh, hokey about this and keep all our organs inside. We're good people. <laughs> mm. Amongst the best people is what we are. <laughs> um, uh, amongst all the good people, we're the very best people. And that's why we will talk about Dairy Queen and the joy-filled Blizzard flavors this holiday season. Uh, I love a Blizzard. I don't like, I love a Blizzard. A Blizzard is a, a uh, thick uh, a thick milkshake. Yes. Right? That, that, that's all it is. There is the... Peppermint candy cane chill blizzard, and there is something that honestly that you didn't bring today, which means you're terrible. You won't give me uh, a kidney, and you didn't bring me this: the frosted sugar cookie blizzard treat. I was actually at the drive-through
1: trying to order it; they were sold out. So that's not true. That's exactly why do you how hurt? it went down? But I have an irrational anger. Uh, that is focused on Dairy Queen Because they took away my favorite Blizzard flavor Which is? Snickers The Snickers Brownie Blizzard is back Brownie Blizzard? No, Sn- I just want Snickers Can't you just order a Snickers Blizzard? Well, it, it's been a while since I've been to Dairy Queen Because they took the Snickers Blizzard away If you're telling me it's back Then maybe I need to re-examine my relationship re-examine with Dairy Queen Re-examine your whole life yeah, that's The true.
0: Oreo Hot Chocolate Blizzard The Snickers Brownie Blizzard The Very Cherry Chip Blizzard No thank you and the Reese's Take Five Blizzard Treat. You say Reese's? Don't. Don't ever. You want a riot? Say Reese's. We've been through this <laughs> all, all, already. The best part of this article, which uh, I found over there at parade.com, it ends with this is the best. For a complete list of allergens and ingredients, <laughs> click here. You're looking up all the ways to get diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, don't forget to see if you're allergic to dairy. Wait, this has sugar in it? <laughs> this is shocking. <laughs> we are we do live in the upside down sometimes. It's ice cream, people. You know what's in it.
1: I don't like when I order one and they turn it upside down to show me how thick it is.
0: That's their job. That's the magic. Uh, By the way, they're not wrong telling you the allergens. Somebody would want to know, and we live in a litigious society. But... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to get a blizzard. Your grocery store, uh, where food is getting more expensive and more scarce. See, fingers? I did the dirty work for you this time. <laughs> new trends you're going to start seeing at grocery stores happening in 2023. This from the good people at eatthis.com. Eat this, not that. Where would we be without eat this, not that? And the first thing on the list, new trends at the grocery store? Dates galore. I've never been on a date at a grocery store. No, that's not what they mean by date. Oh. They mean the actual food, dates. Have you ever seen a date at a grocery store? Of course I have. I go to fancy grocery stores. This list is ridiculous. (laughs) However, I have argued that if Target would do wine samples on Friday nights and say no kids under the age of one after 9 p.m., that would be the busiest place people would be buying Cartloads of stuff wasted off their face, drinking wine, walking around, being happy under fluorescent lighting, just overjoyed. But that wouldn't be a couples thing. Oh, totally would be. You think? Oh yeah. You think wives want to bring their husbands to Target? I I, I think that for uh, newer couples, I think that that's absolutely something that happens. I think couples who are, are well established possibly less, but no, I think I think it would work.
1: What if Target had a date night? Like okay, the, I'm like, listening. Not 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 like, like I mentioned earlier. Like, like this list says, it's just raining dates everywhere, at
0: Target. Oh, oh, because apparently it's a it's a supermarket trend. You can poke your eye out. <laughs> uh, number two on the list, Science Lab Seafood. <laughs> Honestly, we we we've run out of things to talk <laughs> about. Have we, fingers? I no. I'll tell you why. Science Lab
1: Seafood? Have you ever heard of Science Lab Seafood before? I, I, I have not. We are bringing the information to the people in a tightly wound radio package and
0: letting them open it up. And faux fish sticks <laughs> made from rice flakes and vegan shrimp. Stop, stop, <laughs> so, stop. No, hold on, I need, I'm gonna have a moment everybody and you're gonna walk me through it. No such thing as a vegan shrimp, it's shrimp. It's not vegan. No matter what you want to call it, it's not vegan. I feel like Louis Black and these people. Let me tell you what I think of these people and their vegan shrimp. You say that. was, that. My, that was my Lewis Black impression. Very nice. That's a rare one. Not everybody. People, a lot of people have a Christopher Walken. <laughs> vegan shrimp. Wow. I couldn't believe it myself. I'm impressed. No, no, that's, no not that's not it. it. That that's my- more Woody Allen. Oh.
1: I was gonna go with Vinnie Barbarino. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! What's, what's with the shrimp as oh opposed
0: to Joey from Blossom? Whoa!
1: <laughs> see all of our impressions in <laughs> Vegas in July. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be playing
0: the sands. <laughs> oh, that's gross, dude. I uh, just Science Lab Seafood.
1: I'm I'm told that if you actually see a uh, shrimp. And shrimp farms that you may not want to put your face in a whole bowl of shrimp, but I think I would take that over vegan shrimp. I don't even—I still don't know what. What's the
0: matter with shrimp from a shrimp farm?
1: Well, well, they're 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 caged up in the shrimp farm. They're in cages, close together. They're so not farm I mean, fresh.
0: So the problem is, no, they are farm fresh. <laughs> you mean I need free range shrimp? Yes, that's what you need. We, we, we live in the worst. <laughs> this is the darkest timeline, everybody. Oh, this list. Um, but number three on this list is legit. Hot and spicy everything. The level to which people love spice, adore spice, need spice, want spice, its and they want to hurt themselves. They're like California Reapers or Carolina Reapers, I mean, Carolina Reapers. I need 12 of them raw and just rub them directly on my eyeballs, please.
1: Yes, and, but wasn't there... Weren't they talking about there was going to be a shortage of some of this stuff? Like uh, sriracha is spicy, isn't it? Sriracha
0: is spicy,
1: and wasn't there there was talk earlier in the year of a sriracha shortage? Say that five times. There, faster.
0: there, there might be, but I mean, if you're talking about things that are you know chili infused or some other maybe p- other peppers, yeah. I think for sriracha it's how they engage the, the combinations of things and some of the flavorings that they use that are from out of country. But there's no doubt, uh, heat is not going anywhere. People love it and adore it. I took part of the brisket that was made for Thanksgiving and we made brisket chili. Yeah. Brilliant, and we, we did, we went with a little spice on it. to, And, and it's, it's just right. I am really focused on how you create layered spice. Because to create heat is one thing. To create layered heat, layer spice. So it's flavor mixed with the heat. That's that's a skill. Yes. that's very very different. I almost there's a part of me that always visualizes it as as uh, as ramen. The broth of ramen when you go out for ramen is is the story. The noodle is the noodle. Uh, the ramen and how it's layered and almost it has like like this viscosity, this thickness, and those flavors layer up like that's the story. And I want to figure out how to do that with heat with spice. Four, four brisket and four chili and for other things.
1: No, I agree with you. I like that spice. What I don't understand, and some people are really into the fire, five alarm wings that... I, I had two friends that I would watch. They would get the hottest wings possible, and... I would watch them eat these wings, and there would be sweat pouring out of their foreheads and, you know, and the snotty nose. And it's like, how is this an enjoyable dining experience? It's
0: not. They're only fooling themselves. Now, some people are going to disagree with me. Oh, Tony, you don't know. Oh, fingers, let me show you this. I'm sorry. We're not just going to agree to disagree. We're going to just disagree, and I'm (laughs) going to tell you you're a bad person. That's, That's it right there. I just can't. I can't see it. Also on this list... Low caffeine beverages. So the National Coffee Association says that we as Americans drink 491 million cups per day. So there's a push for not necessarily decaf, but low caffeine options. That I get. Yeah. I think that when you brought in COVID and you brought in lockdowns, and people were ha- more time at home, and coffee was cheap because they were making it themselves as opposed to walking down to the Starbucks or wherever, $5, whatever they were getting. They were drinking more of it, and they found themselves jittery. They liked the flavor. They liked the feel, the routine, the rhythm, but they don't want the caffeine.
1: Well, I'll tell you the other thing, too, when it comes to that. I like decaffeinated coffee uh, for two reasons one like you said i like the flavor but two it also keeps me from stuffing food in my face i get it you know so that's right rather than grabbing some salty snack if i keep sipping on decaffeinated coffee when it's 10 o'clock at night and i I need to go to bed soon i completely enjoy it so i I could see where this would be a trend where the people are are looking
0: and that and that one makes sense and and i think that they're going to be more and more people who and and don't get me wrong this exists just like uh cold brew i think works for people uh canned coffee goods that already have the cream in it and you yeah. just i mean the idea that you're you don't have the time to make coffee you know i want a nice hot cup of coffee but who has the time <laughs> so you grab it from the fridge uh, and by the way iced coffee is great uh i i get why people do it but this this is one of the few trends i'm like I see Americans going in this direction as well.
1: Yeah, I do. My my daughter, my oldest, she loves the canned coffee. You know, it's still too young to make a pot for herself and but the cold coffee, grab it, loves it. Too young.
0: Please, it's a coffee. You can't burn the house down.
1: No, I mean, you know how it is. You're 19, 18 years old. You're not thinking, "Ah, I want to make a pot of coffee." I never did that. Did you at that age? Were you making a pot of
0: coffee? I didn't drink coffee at that age. Oh. I didn't drink coffee until I had kids. I ne- I didn't I didn't have, maybe a decaf every now and again. But I never had coffee until Same. I had kids. Yeah, and look at me now. <laughs> we should get some coffee. Sounds good. Drinking the Basil Hayden Red Wine Cask Finish, um, it's it's a it's a solid bourbon. Um, a little thin, as I said, on the mouthfeel Sixty dollars a bottle. I think this is a great gift. I think it's a great gift. But the Aladino from JRE Tobacco, the Gordo, the six and a half by sixty. Yup. The Lancero size, yup. Any of the Aladino Cameroons, any of the Aladinos. Uh, we, we like what JRE, what Justo is doing, and we can't recommend it high enough. Really, really like that family and the cigars that they're making. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Follow Eat Drink Smoke on social media,
1: on Twitter, at Go Eat Drink Smoke. On Facebook, Facebook.com slash Eat Drink Smoke and Instagram at EatDrink Smoke Podcast.